When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And yes, Carrie, yes, it's that time again. It's time for Webcology. It is Thursday, October the 29th-ish. And uh, guess what? We don't have anything for the show today. We're just going to make it up as we go along. And that's the most fun kind of Webcology to have. That's the shows I like anyway. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing fantastic. And, you know, I mean, if we had to pick a date to have that kind of show where we're just kind of going in, we're going to talk about the news, talk about what's going on. I mean, today is, is definitely a day. Some weeks you got, you know, very little. Some weeks you got a lot. And this just happens to be a week where there is a lot going on. So I have a hunch uh, if we don't delve into it, we're going to be looking back at our watches going, we missed a lot. And uh, Brasco's about to hit that kill button on us. Yeah, well, let's dive right in. I want to, you know, the, the first thing, the biggest thing I think that happened this week was uh, Google talking, was Google getting into the uh, GPS market. Like, Google now features free GPS on Android. Um, you know, if they had this feature on that fairly ordinary night when Brad Majors and his fiancée, Jenna Weiss, who were two young, ordinary, healthy kids, uh, the night that they left Denton, uh, late November evening to visit Dr. Everett Scott. Those freakish, criminal, unsatiable acts might never have happened, Dave. Do you have any idea? You know, Google is a, a little, a little behind. 
a big problem. Um, I, I'm, you know, now I, I'm a, I'm I'm a talk- big. I, I I'm talking about. So I mean, I'll just I'll just say it that way. I'm not I'm not familiar uh, with uh, with their version, but I, I do know, and, and I can speak from experience in how often I have to access. Um, and, and do access both for recreation and for functionality, uh, the GPS functions. And I mean, heck, a lot of the apps that I use actually access Google Maps <laughs> for the GPS uh, mapping functionality um, on, on the iPhone. I wouldn't put this as, gee, isn't this great? They added it. It's, it's basically a necessity as far as, as I'm concerned if they wanted to keep any, any sort of market share. Um, it, it moves past that, gee, this is a good idea, isn't it great that they added it, um, and moves more into my basket of, well, if they didn't, they basically lost. Um, but, I mean, good, good to see them do it. From what I've seen of the screenshots, as I say, I don't have an Android phone. I use an iPhone, but nonetheless, um, from what I've seen of the screenshots, I've I, I got to give them credit. And of course, this is Google Maps. Um, but a lot of the images and, and a lot of that sort of functionality that they appear to be using is neater. Um, and some of the search functionality that they've reportedly added in, um, searching en route, you know, you're halfway between point A and point B, and you need gas, the ability to search halfway en route for a gas station, and it'll know where you are. I've used different applications for those on my iPhone. Um, I think this is a, that functionality could very well be a, be a step above um, anything that their competitors are offering right now, and you know, kudos to them. They've, they've taken what they needed to add but made it something that, uh, doesn't exist without using multiple applications on other devices. So good for them. Well, you know, from a marketing and uh, technology standpoint, of course Google had to do this. But you know, just I gotta I gotta play devil's advocate here, Dave. I'm telling you, Google. I love Google. I mean, I really do. I depend on Google for so much, but they are scaring the Jesus out of me now. Like. This is, this is the, a private corporation to whom we feed all of our private information through Facebook, through Twitter, uh, through whatever is up there about us, uh, whatever, whatever files they can spider, including huge amounts of the invisible web that don't actually make it into the search index. Um, like, now they know exactly where you are within 750 feet or so. Like, this is 100% Big Brother technology. You know, I, I think now, and this may just be my take on things, um, I, I'm, I'm generally a paranoid human being. I mean, you know, uh, well, I just am. Um, but in this case, I kind of view it as inevitable. It can be Google, and I, I think what, what sort of is you're noting as frightening to you is a legitimate concern is we put, we're putting it all in the hands of one corporation, but I mean, I use an iPhone. What's the difference? I'm giving my my information to uh, my telco. What are they somehow more ethical than Google is? I'm giving it to Apple, or, or if they want, you know, are they somehow more ethical than Google is? Or yeah, you know, okay, one so, way or so another, if I want what you're functionality, saying, what you're saying, Dave, is the boat's already sailed on this one, right? Like that's too late. Privacy, the boat sailed on that. Well, I think it has, and at the end of the day. It's just becoming more clear. I mean, using triangulation, as soon as you picked up a cell phone, they know where you are, right? I mean, if, if, if we really want to, to pinpoint down to a technological standpoint, you're trackable as soon as you use a cell phone. So, uh, but you don't have that GPS, okay, so it might be a little harder. Do you want GPS? And that's really what users have to ask themselves. 
yes, you can be, and, and I am a paranoid human being, you're a paranoid human being, and I think you become paranoid as soon as you realize the massive information that's being collected. Um, but at the same time, am I willing to sacrifice this information for the convenience of being able to use my phone and go geocaching? Right? Well, yes, I am. <laughs> I am willing to let you know, Google or Apple or, or you know, Rogers, my ISP, know where I am uh, because I, I want this entertainment. Of course, I can also logically go, I'm in the middle of a park. Really, what do you want to know about my activities? It's not that exciting. Um, at the other side of it, there are huge, and, and you know them, Google knows them, we all know them. There's huge benefits to this as well. The ability to be driving down the road, you can say, is it frightening that Google knows where I am? Google knows a lot about you, but you're driving down the road. Google, fortunately, doesn't just know where you are at that moment. They also know where that gas station you are, and you just notice that that needle's below the E. I've been there. I've been in downtown Vancouver and gone, I have no idea where my ga- where the nearest gas station is. In this case, the solutions are there. Am I willing to sacrifice this bit of personal information and in letting Google know where I am uh, in exchange for finding out, you know, not running out of gas and having a truck full of, you know, bikes and, and camping gear and two kids going, where are we? Well, uh, yeah, I know, Dave. Right? And that, com- that convenience has its price. Um, and you know what? I'm going to be speaking so out of the other side of my mouth here because, you know, y- you know me as a marketer. I'm looking at this and going, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> um, but I'm also, you know, I mean, that convenience comes with a price. Um, you're going to get bombarded with loyalty program stuff. You're going to get bombarded with messages from, say, just uh, because we have mostly an American audience, I'll use a totally Canadian gas company so that, uh, you know, I'm not endorsing anybody, but say, like, uh, 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 you know, you're, 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 you have a, a Petro Canada um, loyalty card. Now, if you're anywhere near a Petro Canada, don't you think that like the two dollar the two dollar case of Coke should come up on your telephone and bing at you and distract you? I think it should, because I'm the guy who wants to put that ad there. Yes, indeed. And I mean, uh, the funny thing is, I remember you and I, and, and I'm sure you remember the conversation as well. Um, we've had this this conversation. Now, this is going back years, and I believe, if I think it was a couple years ago when patents were filed, I believe we had the pleasure of having Cindy Crum on our show. And if I remember correctly, this is our old show, um, discussing the patents involved with... Um, you know, their ability to do just that, to feed, you know, I, Google knows that I'm sitting in a football stadium. Google knows that this game has just ended. You know, they can see all these phones spreading out. They know the game is over. Well, there's a pub right across the street. Bam, here comes that ad, right? I mean, they, these are the sorts of things that, that they now have that ability to do. Uh, one thing we can say about Google and in, and, and, yeah, will they feed you ads? Yeah, probably. Um, will they make them intrusive? Probably not. I mean, they, you, you, know, you do have to look at that, too, and go, Google, is, Google knows. Like, I have a choice. I have a, personally, I'm using an iPhone. If they were firing ads at me constantly, would I, would I, would I keep it? Oh, heck no. Um, at the same time, knowing Google, if they gave me that phone free, <laughs> you know, and gave me my service free, um, in exchange for these ads relative to my location, would I survive those ads? Yeah, probably. So, I mean, you, you never know where the where the future of this is going. But, uh, um, yeah. Well, okay, one more question on this before we should move on. But do you, 
Using your, your, your football game bar analogy, do you think, like, Google might know that you, in fact, did go into that bar across the street and that you sat there for 4.25 hours and then you got into your vehicle and were suddenly moving between points at a rate of speed, say, of 25 miles an hour? Would they care? <sighs> like, now, now Google knows you're drunk driving. Right. Now, do they have a civic responsibility to do that, or do they just assume that you were the designated driver? Right? Is, is what they, what it ends up, you know, kind of boiling down to. Um, good question. Anyway, I mean, only time will tell. My guess is that Google will ignore, ignore that data. I mean, uh, just the, 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 the catastrophe that that would, would result in for Google and, and, and privacy as a whole. Um, you know, I mean, the, the, the same thing could then be extended to other things. Google knows that this cell phone walked into an area of a city um, where there is known, whatever, prostitution or something. Should Google report you to the police because, you you know, your phone happened to be in that area? You know, you, you can just, you, if Google starts on that trend, I think we have some legitimate concerns on uh, on privacy at that, at that stage. Um, but as long as Google is using it and, and restricting that use into providing me more relevant advertising, I, I don't think any of us can really argue unless that becomes intrusive, but then our argument will be made with our dollar and we'll switch users so, or switch providers. So. Absolutely. And you know damn well that the, that, the, that the decision will be made by the dollar and that at the end of the day, chances are people aren't going to be switching providers um, because the convenience rocks. And Indeed. from a market perspective, the opportunity is, um, well, beyond holy grail kind of dreaming, isn't it? Indeed. Indeed. But now I'm going to take us, I, I just, I've got to take us off on a slight tangent, and it's only because um, this, is, this is a fun thing, and we're talking about switching providers. And you and I can choose, you know, right now or, or not, whether to launch into the same argument we have over and over again. Um, and uh, you know what, I'm actually just going to plug a... Um, plug a link directly into our chat. Just one more reason that our listeners should be in the chat room as well. Um, Google, having, having a little, little problem, they were found uh, blocking some numbers uh, using, uh, well, for, for Google Voice, they're, they're basically saying we're not, we're not going to connect these numbers. They've now responded to FCC concerns by limiting that number, uh, the number of numbers that they're blocking to 100, Admittedly, they appear to be perhaps less savory numbers and, and services. Um, but at the same time, and the fun that I have with this, and I'll bet you know right where I'm coming from, is oh, Google yeah. is the proponent and a big supporter of net neutrality and that we cannot decide what packets are worth what and how things should be transpiring and that the telco shouldn't have the right to regulate the transmission of ones That's and zeros. <laughs> And that's exactly what they're doing here. They become and a telco. I love it. I, think, I mean, I love it because I'm generally on the, you know, you know our arguments. <laughs> um, and a lot of our listeners, talk. we had the argument just a few weeks ago. Um, you know, we'll, we'll know that I, I generally, uh, at least in, 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 our, in our arguments, um, oppose the idea of net neutrality and further legislation. I find this just fun that one of the biggest supporters of it, vocal supporters of net neutrality legislation is violating the rules that they are trying to get brought in. Hypocrisy, thy name is spelled in multiple colors. Oh, my goodness. Um, Google Voice, we're calling you on this. Uh, as a matter of fact, as soon as, as soon as we're off the air, I'm literally calling Google on this. This is amazing. 
Um, so, and you know, I, I see that some of these uh, the unsavory numbers that they blocked are like adult chat lines. You know, yep. um, you know, meet that meet that gorgeous blonde actress on TV with the skippy shirt who probably isn't going to be talking to you anyway. Lines, but there's also free conference call services used by well, pretty much everybody in the industry. I use free conference call services daily. Um, in, in in organizing and getting together, uh, uh, you know, diff- different different webmaster radio personalities, and because you know we're spread all around the world, right? So you yeah. got to get them together in the same place. And the free conference call services are just a, uh, such a benefit. But again, the moment that Google gets saddled with the, with the, the the cost and the 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 actual you know hard number limitations of being a telco. <laughs> it, it becomes funny. one of the things I find kind of humorous here is that Google asserts that the the cost, uh, the basically these numbers are eating up twenty six percent of their their running costs. So you know, I mean, twenty six percent of their resources are being spent on on just these limited numbers. At the same time, the telcos could argue um, that you know there's these four. Well, soon to be, as, as you are well aware, and we'll talk about in just a minute, soon to be three engines that, I mean, heck, if, if they just blocked them, I mean, heck, probably 75% of their running costs of the Internet could be eliminated if they just didn't allow these Google, Bing, Yahoo, uh, and Ask Pesky uh, queries to go firing through. They could probably drop down a lot in their operating costs. So, uh, I mean, I, I just, I find it ironic. Uh, I look you know, hopefully you can you can update us next week after you've uh, hopefully had a chance to chat with Google about it and see uh, see if they have an official response to the irony of this situation well, and how they're justifying it on their end. You know, Dave, I will try to update us next week, but um, you know, as we just discussed before the show, and we're about to announce to the listeners, we're, next week the uh, the show is going to come at. Uh, Come to us from New York City, where myself and a very large contingent from Webmaster Radio are going to be covering the New York AdTech 2009 conference like a blanket. We are going to be everywhere at AdTech. We are part of three different parties doing live coverage from the XY7 No Bull Party. Um, I think somebody gave me some bizarre number, like 80 interviews set up. Um, over a three-day period. So I'll be doing Webcology talking like this next Thursday live from New York. I think all of our uh, listeners should be forewarned uh, that next week's Webcology, they may need to turn their speakers down a little bit because any of our regular listeners will know anytime Mr. Hedger is in New York, the volume gets amped up about 10 decibels. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so, I I, I, I like a twelve year old girl at a concert. Uh, I you're, love you're, New York. You're you're like a hamster on speed or something. <laughs> when you're well, in New York, like, like, it's a fantastic again, I, city. It just does that I, to you. I start to squeal like a twelve year old girl at a Jonas Brothers concert. I love that city. <laughs> it's oh my a great god, city. It is a is a wonderful city. Um, so you know what? I, I don't know if, if Brasco is going to start harassing us soon, but I want to go. I mean, there's so much more to talk about, but I don't want to be interrupted in the middle of it. Do you think uh, now is the time for a commercial break, or should we just go on to the next subject? Uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, October the 29th. You're listening to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm, and remember, you can listen to Webcology live 2 p.m. Eastern. 11 a.m. Pacific every Thursday here on webmasterradio.fm or 
by, by going to iTunes Radio, look in the eclectic section, you'll find us there. You can also download any Webcology podcast from the archives at webmasterradio.fm, or, again, you can find us on iTunes. Dave, you're right, we've got to take a break. Stick around, friends, we're coming up with some more fun after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Hey, affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the U.K., France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com. The science of performance. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of surf, SEO rock stars. Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, October the 29th. It's almost Halloween. It's almost time to get out the rice, to get out the toast, to get out your makeup, and to get out the knee-high black boots go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And if you've never done this before, if you are a virgin, get thee to a repertory cinema this weekend. Go see the Rocky Horror, have a lot of fun. Throw toast, throw rice, make an ass of yourself, and have a great, safe Halloween. And maybe, just maybe, if you do it right, you'll have more life in you than the next three stories we have to bring you. We had a death in the family. Well, you know, it's not not, not really a human death in the family, but a death in the family of webmasters, especially older webmasters this week. Dave, Yahoo went and killed GeoCities. (laughs) <laughs> I 
That's in, about it for GeoCity, Nate. And, and Frasco, kudos, buddy. You are awesome on those effects. Um, yeah, you know, I, I heard about it. It, it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, it had become a, a, you know, who was using it, right? But um, at the, which is exactly why it's going to close. But at the same time, you know, my my first website, and we are going back to the to the '90s here for this one. But my first website was a resume posted up on GeoCities, and when it finally closed, I was like, oh, you know, there's just like okay, end of an era. It was like my start onto the web was was on a GeoCities site, and. Uh, and now that that era has uh, has passed. So, do you remember what your first uh, GeoCities page was? Uh, I, you know what, I couldn't tell you the URL, and unfortunately, you know, now I apparently cannot find it. I'm sure I've got it written down somewhere, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, what are you, are you thinking? Archive, just to see. Oh, I don't know, man. Right? Like, no, I don't think you'll find it through the through uh, archive.org no. or through the Wayback Machine. Not a chance. Like, this is a GeoCities site. I mean, this yeah. was like the, um, the 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 deep colon of the web, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. I mean, I know it was just a, a throw up, thrown together resume when I got my you know MCSE training, but just you know now doing absolutely nothing to do with that. But um, it, well, that's pathetic. You got your MCSE and you put it, you bragged about it on GeoCity site. I mean, those were the days. Uh, okay. Listener, we shouldn't be talking about this. Dave and I are like elders, right? Like, like those were the days. Indeed, indeed. Um, uh, just, Dave is an amazing, amazing web technophile. I'm just teasing him. I just want to make sure that's really clear to the audience. That's just <laughs> the way it was back in the '90s. Oh yeah, it sure was. It sure was. Well, I mean, of course, we're talking about a time when that was. The, I, I didn't even know of any. Anyways, you know what? We we won't delve into that path um, because we have we have some other sad, sad news to announce. Well, it's, uh, it's other, death watch. It's death watch news. Indeed. Fred? Um, I know I had mentioned earlier when we were talking about, uh, you know, sort of the net neutrality and, and Google in there had mentioned that, you know, if, if uh, the telcos could just block these uh, four, soon to be three engines, they could, you know, save, save themselves a lot of, uh, a lot of bandwidth. Um, there's a reason. Uh, do you want to talk? I mean, this is, I, I know you have a super soft spot in your heart for these guys. Um, I do. Do you want to sort of lead us in with what's going on? Well, you know, Barry Diller was, um, you know, talking, trying to explain uh, Interactive Corporation's quarterly earnings, and there's this big, big red mark on uh, IAC's quarterly earnings every year, and um, it's a big red mark called Ask.com. Now, Ask.com was one of the original search engines. It was... uh, it used to be Ask Jeeves. It had that uh, Butler character who, you know, pulled from PJ Wodehouse. And yeah, it was called a natural language search engine. And he asked it a question in natural language, and it gave you a terrible response because it had no idea what you were talking about. But then it improved and became like the most innovative search engine out there. And it was really starting to do stuff that other search engines just had to copy. Their mapping feature to this day. Some of the some of the innovations they had in their in their latest mapping feature haven't been matched by the other search engines. Some of the technologies that Ask was using two years ago haven't been matched by the other search engines yet. But nobody cares, and so IAC is now 
put well, Barry Dealer, I mean, said straight up, we'll sell it. We'll sell it. We might consolidate our holdings in the surge area. We might kill it. It's uh, it's sad. It's just, uh, I mean, you, you see a once great and proud brand being treated like AOL was by a Time Warner. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're both realistic. We're all, in a, I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners are too. We're all business people. We all understand the necessity of decisions like this. If, if, if it doesn't, you know, especially you got shareholders, you got legal responsibilities um, to, to maximize your revenue and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we can all kind of understand that, you know, if it's not performing, it's, it's got to go. But from the technology side and from, you know, it's, it's kind of like, a, like GeoCities, but actually more useful. Um, yeah, and you're right. I remember you talking, and this is going back years on how useful you were finding. You know, they were one of the first to have this difference between walking on their maps and, and driving and stuff like that. Um, That's right. Know, I don't drive. I, I refuse to drive. So those maps made my world so much easier. I know. Um, and it is a shame to see that kind of innovator. Um, and the problem is, and, and you know it, I know it, is they were a great innovator, and, but then other people made got the market share for taking these great ideas, maybe tweaking them a little bit and using them. Um, so Ask, while they were the innovator, never got the market share that maybe they would have uh, or, or that they deserved to have for being such a great innovator. But I think the people they impressed the most were people like you and me who are watching um, at the same time when you need to go to a search engine to run a search, where do you do your searching? Is it Ask? Muscle memory. Right. Muscle memory, dude. G-O-O-G-L-E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. and I hate myself for it. Oh, I hate myself <laughs> for it, but that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will say, you know, to their credit, my eldest, twelve years old, loves Ask, uses it all the time, <laughs> and that's that's his primary engine by default. But you know, he's one of if I pooled everybody I know, he's probably it. <laughs> so, yeah, well, he is that four percent. He does a lot of searching, though. He does do a lot of searching, and you know, he's got to find a lot of tips for these video games and Pokemon that he's needing to uh, play with. But well, uh, hey, actually, Dave, I meant to ask. Now that now that GeoCities is closed, I mean, wasn't that Pokemon Central for the longest time? It was. Well, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, they've got so many. Pokemon Central exists in a million different places now. I'm sure he got a lot of his information, you know, out of these smaller little geocities because they were easy to build. I am sure, um, but it is. I mean, where there's money, there's marketers, right? But, I mean, I've got to ask you this. Okay. Absolutely huge, even still after like a decade. Well, uh, Dave, maybe Dave, even longer than that. So it, it's been a while now with this Pokemon thing, and I've got to ask you. Uh, one of your kids is a little entrepreneur online. He's making, you know, making whatever appears to be good money to him um, yeah. uh, using these Pokemon sites. How, now, he's been doing this for a couple of years now, right? He has, yeah. Do you uh, have the many so idea of what the hell Geo Pokemon City. is all he about yet? He knows the elemental levels of Dreamweaver and, um, and that sort of stuff, so he's in there building a the site with Dreamweaver, um, you know, writing up some content, putting in some pictures, all that sort of fun stuff. So, uh, and, and like a good yeah, dad, I mean, like a good father, you've been helping him out, right? Well, exactly. I mean, you need to teach the the basic rules of you know the way text links work in a site and all that sort of stuff. So, 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 to, so this to, is the question I got to ask you, Dave. Ironically, it's one of well, not I guess I, I was using the completely wrong word there. It's not ironic, but an interesting thing I discovered from his is he's actually making quite good money using Google AdSense, but the vast majority of his traffic, and I discovered this using a tool that both you and I are familiar with at Inquisit, um, the vast majority of his traffic is actually coming in uh, through Google Image Search. 
um, and and yet they're clicking through on on ads. I, I find that not a connection I've ever seen before on another website. Now, normally I'm I'm targeting more organic traffic than the Google Image, but he gets a lot of traffic from image search, and they still click on ads. So, hey, that's actually kind of cool. That's a neat experiment. But I, I got I got to ask you, Dave. After all this immersion in the in the Pokemon world, yeah, do you have any idea what they're what, what it's all about? I mean, like, I still don't get it. You know, I was lucky um, going back years. We're going back to the old black and white Game Boy level thing, and I had a younger brother who had one, and I, I did see Pokemon at that stage. And you know, it's like you and I on computers. You know, we I was on a Vic twenty. You know, back in grade round five or something like that, and of course, growing with them, it becomes easier. I saw this Pokemon thing when there were I don't know like twenty of them, um, and I saw them playing them and what the basic rules was. Now there's I don't know how many Pokemon, many into the multiple hundreds. But um, I actually knew of this game before I had children, before they're you know <laughs> before they were born, um, and so it was. I, I had a basic understanding. I kind of get the gist, although the card version of the game. I'm at, a, I'm at a loss. I've tried to learn it a couple times just to play with my kids, and I always get clobbered because I play the, I don't understand what I'm doing. I'll just be the first to say it. <laughs> um, or maybe it's a combination of don't understand and don't have the patience to focus I think on, that, on a Pokemon card game that long. I think to truly understand the Pokemon uh, philosophy, one has to be a Zen student of, oh, well, Larry and Sergey. It's all about collecting and getting them all. You gotta get them all. You gotta have everything that's out there that you know everything floating out there in the ether has to belong to you. Indeed, indeed. So, oh, that's so, very, very well said. Um, now yeah, I just want to bring it back got, to Google again, and, and I'll, I'll let you lead the way because your reaction was was a little bigger than mine on this one. Um, I just kind of went, yeah, okay, I read it, but you seem to react a little more strong. We had a third, not really death in the family. Um, yeah, but you can see it coming. Third bit of not positive news. Oh, my God. You know what it is, Dave? It's because I've been covering this story for, what? how long has it been now? It's almost two years running. Why don't these people just consummate it and get it over with? Yahoo and Microsoft. Look, um, there's there's plenty of instructional videos out there. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure the Internet is made up of 80% of instructional videos of how you do this. You take piece A, you insert it into piece B. If it doesn't fit, use lube. But, like, get it together, guys. Like, Okay, here's the deal. Yahoo is come straight out and said that they are delaying the search deal with Microsoft well, they tried to figure out a number of um, undisclosed details, like all that stuff that everybody was looking at them and going, like all that stuff that everyone was looking at them and saying, hey, guys, uh, these are issues you have to think about before you come right out and say we're doing this. And they came right out and said we're doing this because, like, let's face it, they had to say something, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um Mark, I feel great. It's just that I'm talking about Yahoo, and my voice does this when it happens. Um, I got a message saying uh, people people at MetaMen think it, think I sound like I have a cold today. No, I don't have a cold. I'm just talking about Yahoo. <laughs> uh, it makes this happen to my voice. It just makes me go, oh my god, get it together. Okay, so here's the thing. Like this is the, the most, probably the most complex business deal in internet history. Combine the application software. Uh, operating system maker and nascent search engine Microsoft and, and Bing with the 
uh, search engine slash portal slash financial slash um, shopping slash content network called Yahoo. Bring them together and try not to step on antitrust shit. Good luck. Okay, but but they had to do something because, you know, the investors are looking at the numbers and going, wow, like, we got to kill these guys. So they had to kill Yahoo, right? And then we had that whole, like, year and a half of what's going to happen with Yahoo. And when that goes on, you could, you got to realize this, listeners, nothing moves in that segment of the industry when this kind of confusion is going on. No great, no great acquisitions, no great development, no great application makers like building stuff on the hopes that one of the big houses will come along and buy them because clearly the big houses just don't have their stuff together. And Yahoo and Microsoft have really got to work these issues out because there's a whole segment of the industry that is stagnating over this. And that, Dave, is why I reacted. I slammed my head, my hand against my head, and maybe that was the loud smacking sound you heard. Um... And I think I started swearing, but I'm trying to keep us within the uh, double R rating on iTunes, so I'm not going to swear again. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, when I read it, I mean, I just had to. I mean, I, I know you had a, a slightly bigger reaction, and, and I think that's certainly come across here. Uh, I think uh, I just kind of looked away. <laughs> you know, of course. Uh, of course. I mean, it, it just makes nothing about this entire thing. And, I mean, I understand that it is massive. I understand that there are details well beyond the scope of what I know of um, going on behind the scenes here. Hey, fair enough. Um, but at the same time, it's like just just get something. Just get something together. So, as you say, everything kind of stagnates. And it's like just get something together so we can get this ball rolling and we can all get going on with our lives again. I mean, not that this is, you know, certainly paused everything, but it's like, you know, I mean, heck, I've got clients wondering what's going on and when is this going to happen and, you know, should we be optimizing for this if it's just going to become that sort of sort of situations. Um, and then down to, as you point out, um, you know, you've got development firms and stuff like that who can't look to the, to the big houses to go, gee, is there going to be any acquisitions from there? Um, you know, and I mean, certainly it hasn't completely paralyzed them, but because you know, there are acquisitions, but at the same time, you know this this thing's kind of hanging there. Everybody's kind of going, okay, and what's going on? And now we get yet another extension from a property that really isn't in much of a place to go shoving. You know, stagger. we saw what happened last time. They tried to play a little hard borrow and extend things. Right? Didn't really go all that well for. Them. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think all of us just want this thing over. But my reaction was just more an eye rolling and going, all right. You know, more of the same for another, you know, number of months. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, but I think I think we're all looking forward to just seeing the end of it, seeing the rollout, seeing the functionality as it happens, see what really happens. And um, I mean, I think both properties are going to win out of this. So I don't really know what the the holdup is. But as I say, you know, none of us know all the details. I'm sure there's a lot of things that lawyers are looking on in the back end that. We just have no idea or even on the table, so. Well, you know, in the words of that great American philosopher, Larry, get her done. <laughs> oh, damn it. Just get her done. <laughs> Indeed. Um, now, you know what? You and I have, we have more to cover. We've actually, I've got quite a few more points I want to bring up here. Um, but I'm going to give Brasco a break and save him from having to harass me and say we need to, to go to a quick commercial break here. We'll be back in a couple minutes. 
Um, this is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We're just going to do a quick commercial break. Got a lot more news coming up for you next. Stick around. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Convert the clicks in the cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need to need. You can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. We can come to the state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 7com Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncredit.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the Ecom Experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, Webcology here on Webmaster Radio. It's the 29th of October 2009. I can't believe this month is day. It's amazing. Like 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 October just vanished. It's driving me crazy. This is this is, must be something about getting older. It just keeps going faster and faster and faster and faster. It does indeed. I know. I just had my my youngest turn in ten yesterday, and got more birthdays coming up tomorrow. And oh, jeez, uh, you're kidding, really? Uh, um, yeah. I mean, everything. The older you get, the faster it seems to go. And I think, I, well, you know what? I don't even know why that is, or if it's just all relative, but. Uh, yeah, it's definitely because I remember, you know, when we were kids, and I'm sure it's the same for all our listeners. You started that that year, September, or whatever, third or fourth, the first day of school. You hit it, and man, the time between then and mid June, that was a long time. <laughs> oh, dude, you know what? 
like for me when I was a kid, it was Christmas. I used, I just had this thing for Christmas and waiting for those presents with like super anticipation, waiting for all that candy and you know. Um, uh, for some reason, I used to think it was fun to go on the long drive to the relatives just so I could sit at the kids' table. But it was kind of cool because my little brother and I had this system where we used to steal the rest of the booze and all the adults' cups. And uh, so that was that. I always used to look forward to that with eager anticipation. And it would grind so slowly. But it's not doing that anymore. Now that we're old and we're responsible and we have to do this stuff for ourselves, it just moves so damn quickly. Um, wow. Uh, but you know what? While we're, I, I had no idea it was your your, your youngest happy birthday. So it's, it's happy birthday to him. That's really cool. It's uh, it's also Matt Hicks, one of the uh, one of the spokespeople and publicists for Facebook. Matt, happy birthday! Anybody out there in uh, anybody out there in uh, uh, where is Facebook again? I think it's in Mountain View. I'm not positive, but you know anyone who, who's around uh, Matt. Don't assault them. Like, you know, assaulting people's wrong, but you got to give them the patty wax, so go for them. <laughs> I'm not saying assault them or anything. Like, that, that, that's just bad, but, you know, slap them around a bit. <laughs> Happy birthday, Matt. Uh, what else, what else, what else? Actually, well, I have, you know question. what, we're sort of on the topic of birth, so I'm just going to put in a little link here into our chat. Um, earlier, oh, I think it was today, might have been yesterday, depending on, you know how it goes, you get confused on which day you ended up seeing news for the first time. But anyways, um, Google is rolling out, yeah, it was yesterday, um, Google is rolling out, still not up here in the Great White North, north of the 49th parallel yet, um, but they have got a music search. Um, I'm sure you've had it, I've had it, you've got this song running through your head, can't find it, can't even remember what it is, but you've got this stupid line from a song. I know I, I've got plenty of them, but I know I saw the Michael Jackson movie yesterday, so I know exactly which, who the artist was in that case. But um, Google has launched, well, Discover Music, where you can go, run a search, it just needs to be you know, a portion of the song. The example they use is uh, Tommy used to work on the docks. Uh, from Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Um, but they'll run the search, uh, pops up. You can play it directly from uh, from the search results just based on uh, a specific line from it. It'll also correct if you're a little bit off. It'll try and correct that for you, let you know what the lyrics were. So um, pretty cool little little thing. I mean, this is not any earth-shattering G isn't Google out going to make the world a better place. But um, I do find it kind of fun. I've seen services like this a bit in the past, but you know that they're going to take it to the nth degree here. And uh, while I can't test it, I have watched the videos on it to see sort of how it interacts and or uh, how it functions. Um, and it's it, it's a pretty cool service. I, I like the idea. I'm sure it's going to be well used. Um, oh, I think it will too. I mean, do you think Google actually knows the lyrics to all, what was it, 36 dozen uh, uh, Part, uh, oh my goodness! Wow, my brain is just so slow today. Do you think that Google Google knows the lyrics to all thirty six thousand verses to American Pie by Don McLean? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Okay, I and I'm I really glad that Brasco like, corrected it himself. Been 5, except that it wasn't a number required as an answer. Um, yes, I'm so glad Brasco corrected himself in the chat room there because uh, it's just a step to the left and then a jump to the right is not a quote from John Wayne. Not at all. Not even close. <laughs> I didn't write that. <laughs> Just checking, dude. That, like that wasn't I said, me. I said I'll paint his little red wagon. 
That's right. I, I don't, you know what? The first, oh my god! Right. I'm sorry, George. It was uh, it was it was too juicy. It was just there. All right. Okay. You heard John Wayne. You heard John Wayne in concert, Carrie. Ew. Um. No, of course not. Uh, uh, Carrie, Carrie heard Don McLean in concert. Uh, you ever been to a Don McLean concert, uh, Dave? I have not. No. I was at one once. Swear to God, he played uh, like American Pie twelve times. Then he played Vincent once. Um, that was his show. <laughs> story, story oh. night. Paint your That's the one. blue and gray. No, isn't it paint your wagon little and red? Uh, I I don't know. I just remember the first part. <laughs> Vincent, yes. Story, story night. <laughs> that was. I mean, that's it. Could you? That's it. I mean, that's, that, that's that's sort of like being asked. dot com, eh? You have this like one great hit, then like you know a couple a couple smaller hits, and then nobody really cares anymore, and you're suddenly gone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. <laughs> First mention of Don McLean on the Web College program. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Don takes it where he can. <laughs> he takes it as he gets it. He's happy. <laughs> okay, Dave, there's so much else in the news that I'm flummoxed here. I don't know where we're going next. Okay, I'm going to take us off on a bit of a tangent here on a uh, lawsuit. Uh, Google is being sued yet again. It's like everybody likes it, whether there's cause or not. Um, everybody likes to take a little pot shot over it, uh, over at Google. I guess no one, uh, you know, with the cry of show me the money, I'm sure I, you know, have just infringed on somebody's patent there, which is exactly, or I guess not patent, but copyright, which is exactly. Everybody at Google likes to take a little pot shot. Does that, does that explain Orchid? <laughs> Sorry. This is exactly what this ruling about Red Bend Limited is suing Google. Um, basically, I've just posted a link for, uh, for more details uh, into the chat room. Once again, for all of our listeners, this is why you should be in the chat room, because then you'd know all this sort of stuff. Um, or, or you'd be able to link to it more easily at any rate. Um, but basically, it's an algorithm that they are saying that Google uses in Chrome to push updates um, that they have already patented back in 2003, uh, quote-unquote, a method for generating a compact difference result between an old program and a new program. Basically, what it appears to be um, is that rather than having to update a whole program, you can just update little little widgets of it. Uh, little little pieces rather than having to push a, a large update all at once. Um, Google logically using this in Chrome. I'm surprised, you know, not everybody is. <laughs> um, you know, or, or perhaps more companies are. I would certainly imagine they are. Um, Google's just got, you know, the most money. Um, and so they're going after Google on this one. Um, how will it end? Who knows on this one? Um, in that... From what I can see, and of course, I ha- I'll be honest, I have not gone through and read the full patent on this one, but um, it does seem that, yeah, if they were granted this patent, um, it is it, it is an infringement. However, at the same time, it's a, a purely logical extension. Right? I mean, it, it just is the way things should be. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that all plays out. So certainly something to keep our eyes on because I think it will change the way uh, rulings regarding patents are um, are treated. Because I view this one just as a total. It it needs to be this way. So does the patent hold if if things need to be that way? 
or, or if they really just should, like the logical extension of the way this thing functions is to function that way. Does the patent still still hold up? I guess. Wait, you know what's notable here, Dave? Red Bend Software is a legitimate software developing company. It's not one of those companies that are formed just to like grab as many patents as it can and go after whoever it can find that's even remotely violating the patent. Indeed. It actually indeed. makes software. This is a real company. Um, and so I think it adds an interesting twist because, I mean, you know the lawsuits that are brought about by these like patent-buying companies that yeah. just like are, are crazy? This one yeah. isn't. Oh, indeed. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're right. right. I It'll mean, be interesting to see how this plays through. And, I mean, I, I, I can see sort of the, the general outline of, okay, you know, and here's what this is meant to be. Google is... By, by sort of my understanding of things, and, and you know, I've, I've only put one link in there, but I have looked a little deeper than that. It is actually a violation, and I, so it will be interested to see. It's a legitimate company suing a legitimate company. It is a legitimate infraction of the patent. Um, at the same time, it, the infraction is actually just the way it should function. So that's what I'm going to find really interesting to see is how this all pans out because of, of just that angle on things. Um, but you're right. I mean, one thing I am liking to see is, no, this is a real company defending a real patent, and, and it is their patent, and they do deserve it. Um, I just find that the whole theory of things is it's not just for Google, not just for search engines, but this could change depending on the ruling how patents are treated because this is just such a fundamental way that things should be done. So I, I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. Okay, you know what, we could jump into another topic, but we are so close to the end of the show. We are like minutes away, so I just want to get a little bit of a, a chat room chatter going on here. We've been uh, playing around with lyrics and stuff, lyrics to different songs. Well, um, I guess I've had this Rocky Horror fixation going the whole show, and um, you talked about the Google's, Google.com slash landing slash music service, and... Uh, Carrie put up an uh, uh, interesting quote in the, in the chat room, and I'm wondering if uh, anyone knows where it comes from. Where I'm going, I don't know. Where I, when will I get there, I don't know. Who gives a damn? All I care is I'm on my way. Now, all I can think of is the littlest hobo, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> You've just dated yourself. And me. My laughter is also dating me. Um, the the yeah. Americans just won't get that one, will they? Oh, you're probably right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? And I just dropped it straight into Google. Now, of course, being north of the 49th. Actually, the I no, I'm going to use the word irony or wrong again. I'm actually below the 49th, but I am up in Canada. So uh, I guess you're probably below the 49th parallel as well. I um, am below the 49th parallel, and I'm loving it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know where that's from. So anybody who figures it out, be sure to drop it in the chat, just so that you know I don't have to spend half my day looking around for stuff. <laughs> okay, and just for uh, for fun, I uh, well, I'm sorry about this, people. You need this. You need this as bad as anybody else in the world needs this. I'm dropping it in the chat room. This was one of the great TV shows out of Canada. <laughs> not this is like the, they have this the show in australia about this kangaroo who's uh, named skippy right skippy's like lasky except like he's a kangaroo right and uh, uh this is kind of like that except if it's a german shepherd there's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road that's where i'll always be every stop i make i make a new friend <laughs> oh 
Oh, wow. That's like the worst memory. That's, that's as bad as Tiny Talent Time on CHCH Channel 11 coming back at me. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but every Canadian listening to the show is now laughing their ass off. Indeed. Uh, and there was a, a subsequent post just, just to note that the, the quote itself was from, uh, from Paint Your Wagon. <laughs> as sung by Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood. I don't know what's more painful, a little hobo uh, theme or <laughs> thinking of Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood doing a song together, or anything together for that matter. Yeah, no, we should just get a little uh, Leonard Nimoy, William Shatner action going if we want to just really hurt our eardrums. But we're gobbling up time. I know Brasco's probably, like, scratching his head right now going, would they oh, hey, you know what, Dave? I didn't know this. I don't care if we're running out of time. I don't care about the Search Cowboys are coming up after us, and I know they'll understand. I know they'll understand. The Littlest Hobo was syndicated into the United States. It was a show called Here's Boomer. No wonder it failed down there. No, I'm not saying that. It was just, we had one of those about a dog that was like saving whatever. It was something like early 80s it was. And that was just another show about a dog. Oh, I not see. syndicated. So just, no, 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 no. It was oh, so our version of, of the Littlest Hobo. Not being able to come up with their own ideas. That's, yeah. Yeah. Copying, yeah. yes. Okay. Brasco, we have the Search Cowboys coming up after us, eh? That's that is really. I am excited to be followed by these guys because um, one time I have only. One so time much only. admiration for them. Just one time only because of the daylight savings time affected Europe and all the shows in Europe got affected. So European shows are going to be broadcast um, at a slightly different hour because they go into daylight savings time a week ahead of North America. Yeah. Yep. And a week uh, after us. Yeah, because when it comes back, then they're a week before we are. Every time, yes. Well, um, it's, uh, you know, it's about two minutes to three. I suppose we should probably free up the airwaves so that them Search Cowboys can ride into town. Um, well, Dave, you, you want to take us out of here? You want to take us out of here, Cowboy? Sure, I, I certainly will. Quick note, though, Michael J. Fox is in here as Moomer. That's all I need to say about that. Uh, this is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO here with Jim Hedger from uh, WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we look forward to chatting with you again next week. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>